We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered been good this season. I think so. Man, I miss playing football. Being young with unlimited energy to burn ever since I turned 40. I just can't find that fire I used to have. Think it could be lower testosterone? What do you mean? All guys lose their edge when they turn 40. The body has less testosterone. That's why I take Nugenics Total T. I've heard about Nugenics. That really works? Since I started taking Nugenics, I'm lifting like when we played for Coach Carter. I feel more energized at work. It's even spiced up things between me and the missus. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try? Yep, send a text. It's that easy. Text TEAR to 42424 Right now, for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, it's the number one selling testosterone-boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now, and they'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, their newest, most powerful fat burner ever, absolutely free. Text T-E-A-R to 42424. That's TEAR to 42424. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. KKGQ Newton. This is the Shane Dennis Show on the new ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Welcome in. Happy Hump Day. Hello. It's episode 676. Shane and Jack with you for the next couple of hours. And here's how you can enjoy the show and or contribute, be a part of the show. We got a hotline. You can call it anytime you want to if you stay on topic or if we call for you to be a winner because we got giveaways. 316-669-4996. That's the hotline. Text line, if you want to text us anything you feel like, I'll see it. Jack sees it. Pat sees it for the Pulse. From two to four. That line for your texts is 316 247 0923. There's your text line. So that's how you can be a part of the show. Here's how you can digest it. If you got a smart speaker, tell it to play KKGQ 92.3. If you've got internet connection, you can stream the show at ESPNWichita.com. Laptop, device, computer, phone. ESPNWichita.com, listen live. That's how you stream the show. If you miss any part of the show, or if you miss any part of the Border Patrol from 8 to 10, or the Pulse with Pat from 2 to 4, or the program with Saran from 4 to 6, if you miss anything, or if you just want to listen to something again, that's where the podcasts are of said shows, ESPNWichita.com. So uh, highly suggest you stream the show and if you just want to listen to something again or you missed it because you had to run an errand, ESPNWitch.com, scroll back through the podcast, really easy to find. Jack does a really good job, uh, job of getting those shows up in a timely manner as well after we're done. Uh, in your car, on your radio, 92.3 FM, myriad of ways through your phone to listen to me and us. Follow us on X or Twitter. Be our friends on Facebook. I am at our Tulsa, Oklahoma studio. It is February 28th, and we're headed for a high in Wichita today of merely 48 degrees after that gigantic cold front came through and turned 79 into 29. But uh, we survived it. Hopefully you did too, and we'll be climbing back into more spring-like temperatures in the coming days. All right, we'll lay out the show for you here in a second. Um, but Jack, as he always does at the end of the show, or at the beginning of a show, will provide us a moment of levity. What you got, Jack? Shane, why was six afraid of seven? I give up. Because seven was a six offender. <laughs> God. Hey, uh, you know my friend Jack claims he can communicate with vegetables? How so? Jack and the beans I talk. I was going to say probably some of the beans talk after beans I said I don't know. Uh-huh. That's a dad joke. I'm surprised you didn't know that already. Uh, all right. So, unfortunately for Jack, well, 
And fortunately for Pat, when he gets there. Uh, we're going to have to talk about KUBYU last night. What it means, why it happened. Some unbelievable historic firsts at Allen Fieldhouse last night, thanks to the Cougs of BYU. But if you perceive that as bad news, the Jayhawks losing last night, you got a bit of good news dealt your way uh, when it comes to KU football. So we'll talk about that here in the first segment, our KU segment as it turns out, as KU dropped a home game to BYU 76-68. to What does that mean for the Big 12 standings? Uh, what does that mean moving forward? What does it mean for KU's March life or shelf life? Talk about that here in a second. Uh, did you see that? Coming up in the second segment at 1225 has to do with the Royals jerseys. I'm sure you've seen it by now, but this is my first opportunity to get around to it. So we'll talk about that at 1225. Uh, Twitter question has to do with the kind of court storming since that's been uh, all the rage this week in basketball with Wake beating Duke. But uh, kind of a football-basketball comparison. And the two I got up there for you right now at ESPN Wichita are the two best ones I could think of in college. And if you've got any better ideas, uh, feel free to text or jump in the thread there on at ESPN Wichita, the, the Twitter handle, when it comes to court storming or tearing down a goalpost, which is least likely to happen. I'll discuss coming up at 1245-ish or so. One o'clock, we have a confluence of Shocker Sports all going on today or tonight. And if not for a cancellation softball, we would add softball, baseball, women's basketball, and men's basketball all in the same day slash night. But as it stands, we got three games to preview and tell you about coming up at one o'clock including the baseball game down here in tulsa also we got some uh, drew lynch tickets to give away comedian actor going to be at the orpheum so listen up for that we have some baseball tickets for opening a home opener coming up friday saturday and sunday at x stadium so be listening for your chance to win those too we've got some andy reed audio from the Combine, coming your way at 125. And also, a query that we rarely ask about, but I will ask Jack that in a little bit over an hour from now. I'm old Jack Young at the end of the show, February 28th edition. And then we will hand you off to The Pulse, Pat Strothman. He'll take you from 2 to 4. And then beyond that, after hours here on the channel, we got the Friends Coaches Show. I believe that's the last installment tonight at 6 o'clock. Friends Basketball Coaches Show at 6. And then KCAC, speaking of friends, Friends and Bethany Women's Basketball tonight at 7 o'clock as KCAC regular season winds down in the uh, quest for Hartman Arena. So we got Friends uh, times two tonight. Coaches Show and then Friends takes on Bethany women's basketball it comes your way at seven o'clock tonight so there's your show that's how you can be a part of it please start firing off the text if you want to if you got KUBYU thoughts if you got wsu thoughts in any way regardless of the sport let us hear about it or uh chiefs talk if you got chiefs thoughts because uh the chiefs have made a a transaction that will save them about 12 million bucks. So we'll talk about that at 125 when we mix in some Chiefs talk and hear from Andy Reid, who's at the Combine. 316-247-0923. Shoot us a text, and we'll say hi to you if you're nice. Uh, so last night, KU and BYU, in what many thought, including myself, yours truly, was not necessarily a formality, but... Not exactly the stiffest of tests for the Jayhawks, but this is a BYU team that 
shoots and makes a lot of threes. And that was the the one thing that stuck out to me when I had seen them earlier. And I saw them early, early. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think I saw them play West Virginia in Provo. I think that was a Big 12 team. But I also saw them play an on-conference game um, earlier in the season. And, boy, they just bombed threes. Well, they bombed some more last night. And that wasn't the sole reason that they won the game as a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. But it certainly helped. They were 13 of 34 from three-point range. That's 38%. That's not bad. That uh, If they don't get you with percentage, they'll get you with volume. And they, they got KU with both last night. But as, as I was talking to Jack before we came on the air, just wanted an uh, explanation, if he could come up with one, uh, of what happened last night. And he'll weigh in here in a second. But the most simple answer to me was, and it's not the only reason, not the only answer, but the, the most simple answer to me was Kansas is not a very good free throw shooting team. And last night they missed 12, and that included Hunter Dickinson going 6 for 15. He was there the most often. He got almost half of KU's free throw attempts, 15 of 31. He was 6 of 15 from there. And K.J. Adams only got there once, and overall 61.3% from the strike. Uh, Jack? You have 14 or so minutes, and you can use as little or as much as you want if you want to explain what not only went through your head, but when you saw a couple of things occurring or not occurring in the game last night, you thought, oh, no, we're in for it. What was it? What were they? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because you almost think every time – Kansas plays it out in Fieldhouse. Some other team is going to go cold in the final couple minutes. You're going to find a way to to get hot in the final couple minutes. Maybe there will be a call or two that goes in your favor. It's not what happened last night. It, but I'll tell you this honestly: like when I saw BYU take the lead, it wasn't like okay, well they'll be fine. They'll they'll come back and they'll tie us and they'll take the lead and they'll close it out. I was like, yeah, that probably will do it. And, and the reason is, Shane, is that. We haven't really seen this team improve in Big 12 play. Uh, Last night was their first opportunity since 2023 to win three games in a row. They haven't won three games in a row in Big 12 play. Now, they're still in the top half of the conference, as they are almost every single year. In fact, every single year, I would say. But they're not the top team. Uh, They're not the team that everybody thought they would be at the beginning of the year. That was on me for falling for that a little bit. I think that was on a lot of people for falling for it. You're all you're all forgiven, man, because it, Bill Self figures it out every single year. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and this is just a, a an abomination. I mean, this this stuff never happens. You guys aren't used to this. I'll give you that. And it's not like losing to Baylor or Houston at home. This was a new team to the Big Twelve, and that I think is the most shocking part of it. They've lost to a lot of unranked teams in conference play, and you know I think that more so is not wow. Those teams are really, really good. I think it's that Kansas is just mediocre. Um, and that's fine to admit. That's, you know, we were discussing this off air before the show. They are not an awful, atrocious garbage basketball team. They're yeah. not great for Kansas standards. But as we discussed, you know, 21 and 7 and top 10 in the nation uh, is still very good. They're going to be a top three seed. A lot of teams, a lot of, you know, teams fighting on the bubble would love to be this secure this late in the season. But you're exactly right. Like every Kansas fan can stomach those losses in January and December and go, they'll be hot in February. We'll be fine. They'll, they'll be, be rolling. Yep. And yep. where I think looking back, you know, I could have really just leaned into it and said, you know what? I actually don't think this team's going to be as hot by February. I mean, to lose to UCF, and that in most years would be the holy bleep. That they would just, be the wake up call. That would, that would be, be the wake up call. call. Yep. Shane, two weeks later, they lost to West Virginia. Uh-huh. Who still doesn't have even ten wins? And then, not that I, I think you know Kansas teams have lost in Bramlage before, but this is not the Kansas State team of last year. Like last year's squad, losing to that K State team, 
Like, in the end, that was not a bad loss at all. Like, K-State may not make the NCAA tournament this year. That's another team on your schedule that you lost to that ain't going to be playing in March Madness. Then you get 30-balled by Texas Tech, who yeah. got 30-balled by Texas, who by you Texas. just hammered. Yeah. So, you know, I look at this and say, yeah, it's easy to make the excuse and go, well, the Big 12's really tough, and, and you know, these guys, they're getting everybody's best shot. Save it. Save it. This team is just not built right now to make a deep yeah, run in but March. It, but, it, but it took you this long to really believe yeah. that, though. It, you it know? did. Because if if you or any or Pat or any other KU alum or KU fan wanted to cry wolf, all the rest of us would call BS on you guys. Yeah. Because year after year yeah, after year <laughs> after year after year, you guys would figure it out. You'd win the Big 12. And regardless of where you get, whether you'd end up in the Final Four or not, the point would be that it's death taxes and KU's going to win the Big 12. So, mm-hmm. like I said, you guys all got a mulligan uh, if you erroneously thought that the Jayhawks were going to figure it out and just become some sort of a team that, that they just aren't. So, I'll give you all a pass. You're not used to it. No, and I think you could copy-paste most years. Like I think I remember some text message I sent at the UCF game. I'm like, they'll probably win like seven in a row now. It's just the way it goes. They they get that wake-up call. They'll win seven in a row. They'll lose again. Bill Self will call them soft. Then they'll beat a really right. good team, and yep. they go on that tear, and you go, shoot, uh, this team's going to be really dangerous. Then they'll have that one fluky loss in early February where they're like, oh, this team's not going to make a deep run in March, and then they'll rattle off a bunch of wins in a row, and you go, wow, they're actually much better than people expect them to be. Now, the NCAA tournament, like it's easy to look at a team and go, they're not going to win at all. Well, a lot of teams aren't, right? It's really hard to win in the NCAA tournament. But I do think this team, more than past teams, uh, I actually didn't believe it for a while when they said the margin of error is really small, but that really is the case now. Uh, and I think that's the case if Kevin McCuller was playing. If Kevin McCuller played last night, I still believe KU loses that game. Uh, just because I don't think Kevin McCuller gives you exactly what you need. He's not the player to really take you to an elite level. He makes you a very good team. Like, And maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe Kevin McCuller does you know, become that guy, fully healthy, of course, to be the, the go-to guy at the end to get to the free throw line to ice the game. But he's not there right now. And clearly... Bill Self and his staff are not preparing for him to come back. So this is who they are. And at that point, you're just rolling the dice. Uh, It is a good team. It's a ranked team. Yeah, could they get out of the first weekend? Sure, as I think a lot of top three seeds can. But a lot has to go right. And I mean... Yeah, but before we go completely off the deep end the other way, y'all need to keep in mind that the rest of the college basketball world has in mind that you don't have to beat all 67 teams in it yeah you just got to beat the one that's in front of you and regardless of the seed there are some brackets that are more favorable than others and if you get in the right well, i'm not just saying you guys but you know ku uh it's all about matchups and w- once you get to march now um if you are convinced that this bunch is not cut out for march then I guess I would listen to that argument. But to your point, the one you just made for yourself and other Jayhawk fans, 21 7 nothing to sneeze at. And this is probably the year where you could say Houston's legit. I know you're going to disagree with that. But I'll say it. Houston's legit, Purdue's mm-hmm. legit, and UConn's legit. You don't <laughs> want any part of those guys. Everybody else is kind of fighting for scraps. Yeah. And if you get in in the fourth number one seed, whoever that is, I don't even know who it is, but whoever it becomes, if you're in their bracket, that's not a scary one because you can't define one. And I don't want to be cliche here and, and you know try to placate KU fans, but once you get to March, this particular group of 65, whoever that is, besides those three that I just told you about that are going to be number ones, pretty much wide open so if mcculler does get healthy and you know what else i saw last night that matt tate talked about this now two games in a row that that little line change that self Mm -hmm. is doing with those three guys off the bench that act actually looked pretty palatable that was okay yeah and, and you know if there is a silver lining in last night like now for a fact 
you're not winning the Big 12. Like There probably was still True. a possibility in the back of your mind. Like, you get to that Houston game on March 9th, you could try to fight for a, a split. You know, like yeah. you tie for the Big 12 title. That's completely out now. And I'm going to say something that I feel like a lot of Kansas fans aren't going to like. Like, I would keep doing that line change, if not even more so. If you get your ass kicked by Baylor and Waco, but you do that line change, I'm all right with it. I'm, I'm actually okay with it because at this point you have to be so creative with how you assemble this team. If you go out there and play the starters for 40 minutes against Baylor and lose, I don't feel any better about you. I don't because right. again, it's like you're just running these guys into the ground and trying to boost your resume here. We know KU at worst will be, and that's I guess if they lose out the rest of their games, including their first one in the Big 12 tournament, they'll be a four seed. That that's like the lowest they can go in my opinion. Uh, but I think they're probably a three seed at this point. And You're talking I, about the NCAA tournament? NCAA tournament, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And to me, I would probably lock it in right now. They're not winning the Big 12 tournament. There's too many games, and if they have to play on Wednesday or early on Thursday, whatever it is, like too many games in a row, they don't have enough depth, and their starters are starting to run out of gas at this point. I just want to get my bench as comfortable as possible. I don't think it's a very good bench. But it also doesn't hurt at this point. Like mm-hmm. This is the first time in a long time. I'm looking at this game in, in Waco, and I'm looking at the game in Houston. I just don't think – I not only think Kansas loses, I think they get thumped in both of those games. Uh, just because that's who they are as a road team right now. And you can't look at any game. Like I thought the K-State game – I still expect KU to win, but it kind of so- seemed like a hornet's nest game. Like KU is going to be pissed off, and unfortunately for K-State, the odds would tell you losing back-to-back games at Allen Fieldhouse – not really likely, but I'll tell yeah. you this, after last night, and in which I gave BYU virtually no chance to win, doors opened a little bit for K-State because it's just not a team that you can count on and walk into a game and go, now's here when they go. You know, yeah. Now this is the KU team of February we're all expecting because I thought that after the Texas game, I thought, okay, you just beat a, a tournament team by 20 points without your leading score and you're All-American. It's pretty dangerous now for a BYU team, and then BYU comes in. And I didn't think they shot exceptional from three-point range. They shot about 70 of them, and they hit 13 of them. But you couldn't hit free throws. You had an awful scoring drought uh, to begin the second half. And I think just talent-wise, they're not that talented. I think they are very grounded as a group. Where I thought the missing link for this Kansas team was a true big man. Uh, Last year, their center was six foot seven in K.J. Adams. That was their, their number five. And I thought, okay, you go out and get Hunter Dickinson, there you go. The best Kansas teams always have a really good center. The problem is they have no shooting, and they don't have a scoring point guard. And now I think what you're running into is Dewan Harris. You know, he's scored in double figures twice now this season in losses, whereas before that they were undefeated, you know, before the Arkansas game last year. So now even when Dewan Harris is scoring, it's not working because I don't think any of their play styles match up that well. I really don't. I don't think K.J. Adams pairs nicely with Hunter Dickinson. I don't think Johnny Furphy pairs nicely with uh, Nicholas Timberlake out there. It just feels like when things go wrong, Shane, as they have multiple times this season, there's not many guys that can pull you out of it. There's not many guys that can you know, be the go-to player. There's not many sets you can run that just get you the automatic bucket. And when things eh, are... I think you're shortchanging Dickinson a little bit. I know they're going to have to get creative for the other team not to triple-team him, but he's pretty special. He is. Uh, don't get me wrong on that. But it's it also, can be, I say. He, I should he can say. Be. can be. But yeah. it's becoming very difficult for him to get those looks now. And, you know, for the NCAA tournament, there's a chance KU gets the draw. I don't want to rule out anything happening in March because just like we said with the Chiefs, right, we, we look at just get him to the postseason, see what happens then. For this Kansas team, I'd like to be able to say that. Uh, it's a different sport. It's a lot more games you have to play and win. But after are last, they, are you brought up a? Sorry to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. Are they, are they the Chiefs? No, like no, no, no. Once they get to March, <laughs> could they chief this? <laughs> no, because historically they're not. They don't have that level of success in the ends. Oh, it's it's not as l- comparable, I guess I should say, because KU did win a national championship two years ago, but they've also had a lot of second-round exits. Like, recently with the Chiefs, they go far in the playoffs. Yeah, like they, yeah. This would be like the KU getting to the Elite Eight and Final Four every single year, yeah, regardless of their seed. I think that's more yeah. so UConn than anything. Uh, for for the this KU team, they've got guys. Is like that. That's what I'm going back to. They've got experience. They've got guys. 
Kevin McCuller can provide them relief if he comes back. I'm not counting on it at this point. And coach however you want to in these final three games. I can tell you with complete transparency, complete honestly, honesty, I, I don't care at all about these final three games. You could not <laughs> incentivize me at all to care about these final three games or any game in the Big 12 tournament at this point. Because to me, there's nothing they can do. There's no streak they can put together for me to completely believe it's real. If you kind of pick up what I'm putting down here. Like, they uh-huh. haven't won three in a row. If they go in and beat Baylor in Waco, and they beat K-State, and they beat Houston, yeah, I'll say, wow, that's a pretty impressive stretch. I didn't see that one coming. But do I look at it and say, now they're going. Now this is the team. And that's even if they go and win the Big 12 tournament. Like We're talking the extreme of the extreme here, which would likely mean beating Houston twice and three times on the year. And I don't see that being likely. But if that was the case, I still go back to the things that make them a weak team, their flaws, their inconsistencies. And it wouldn't surprise me if they, for an extreme scenario, win out with the regular season in the conference tournament and lose in the first weekend. Because their insecurities and their flaw and their problems, it's not going to go away. Those problems are not going to be fixed. They're never going to be able to shoot the three-point ball well. They can hopefully get hot for a half, but they're not going to be able to consistently do that. They're not a good free-throw shooting team. Uh, They are not a good defensive team. Uh, They are a stubborn team in terms of changing their ways. Last night, they kept switching. Every, BYU was getting these favorable matchups by getting their guard 30 feet from the goal and have Hunter Dickinson trying to guard him. Yeah. Like, they just kept switching, too. It, you want to cry wolf and say, well, everybody shoots 50% from three <laughs> when we play because you give them open There's looks. There's a reason why. There's a reason yeah. why. <laughs> like, yeah. I, that's the funniest thing. And that goes back to the excuse making that a, a lot of people that I know that follow KU basketball. But there's a big reason why. It's, it's the stubbornness, it's the flaws they continue to have. And. Don't get me wrong. It's a Kansas team. They've got the Hall of Fame head coach. They've got five stars on the team. Anything can happen in March. But there's really nothing they can do left here in the regular season for me to change my opinion, for me to go, wow, uh, this team really can get hot and win it all. Of course, like I said, anything can happen. We saw Florida Atlantic get to the Final Four. We saw San Diego State get to a national championship game. You think any one of their fans was saying, this is a title team? No, you hope that on that given day, you play really well, and your opponent does not. Uh, yep. There's going to be very few games in the NCAA tournament where both teams play exceptionally well, and you win that game. Like At that point, it's a coin flip. You really hope for in the NCAA tournament, which not a lot of people talk about, you hope the other team plays poorly. That That's, to me, the, the luck factoring in here. You hope you play well, of course, but to me, I watch games and go, I really hope that team has an off night from deep. I really hope that team struggles to take care of the basketball. I don't look at it and say, I really hope KU becomes an offensive juggernaut here. I hope the other team doesn't play well, and that, to me, is how KU gets far. It's not going to be fixing their three-point shooting. It's not going to be making Dewan Harris an 18-points-per-game type of guy in the tournament. It is simply going to be you make the other team play poorly, or fingers crossed they don't shoot it well from deep. Because right now, you can just lock it in every team they play. They're going to make a lot of threes on you because you don't defend the three that well. A lot of that is odds. Some of them are going to make contested shots. But on the open looks, if you give them open looks, Division One athletes, they're going to make a lot of those shots. Yeah. So for this Kansas team, yeah, don't don't rule it out. You know, Don't uh, say anything where it feels like it's impossible, right? It feels like this scenario where this team just, they need somebody to play poorly. That's it's just not like it used to be. That's no, all. No, I mean, they're they're not a bad team, but they're just not like they usually are. Texter says, I think the preseason hype has people scratching their heads. Why wouldn't there be preseason hype? I'll forgive everybody for overreacting favorably to what KU was likely to be this year because every year they are. They're the same. They're yeah. a... Final four, elite eight contender, because as Jack said, they got a Hall of Fame coach. So if there's preseason hype around KU, you'll forgive everybody from being hyped up because as recently as two years ago, they won it all, and they're always a threat to win the Big 12. And the road to the Big 12 always goes through Lawrence. So I don't fault anybody for falling for any preseason hype. 
It had been since what, Jack, 1983 or 1984 <laughs> yeah. that they lost a game at Allen this late in the season. This late That's in the season. Crazy. There were a couple of streaks that were snapped last night, I believe. It was they had won 71 in a row when leading at half um, at Allen Fieldhouse, and they had uh, not lost a conference game at home during the week. Very specific example there. It sounds like a, a baseball jumbotron stat for mm-hmm. a Sunday game. Uh, but to me, it was uh, it was the last one was Texas Tech in 2018. So losing at home during the week, and before that had happened only one other time in the Bill Self era, and it was Oral Roberts on like a random Wednesday. So Self's former team there. So BYU, props to Mark Pope. Happy for him. Uh, that was a big time win for them. Somebody that that needs that resume booster. And K State's going to have an opportunity as well next week. Uh, you get that version of Kansas. K-State can snap another streak there in Lawrence. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, to kind of put a a bow on it, a ribbon on it, yeah, like I've said countlessly uh, throughout this segment, nobody's feeling sorry for you. This is coming from a KU guy. Nobody's feeling sorry for you that Kevin McCullers, I mean, Texter said, boo-hoo, go Cats. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people are saying boo-hoo, right? A lot of people are going, I don't don't feel bad for KU. You know, nobody's ever going to feel bad for a team that has Hunter Dickinson on it. That's exactly right. Uh, It's up to them at this point. That sounds very high school coach uh, mentality that sounds very cliche in Hollywood, but really at this point, there's nothing they can do uh, to really change my opinion unless they go out there and really show in the first weekend and in the Sweet 16 they got something rolling there. But right now in the regular season, I really don't think there's anything anybody can do to change my opinion of them. We're this late in the season, Shane. It's more so about did you get them on a good day? Did you yeah. get them on a bad day? And that's what March is all about. It's what makes March exciting. You can have the perfect bracket in your mind. You can have your favorite, and there's a chance somebody like Houston or UConn or Arizona or Purdue, they go home early. Yeah. You, you just don't know. And there's going to be a team like Kansas that could get shellacked in Kansas City, and then all of a sudden you look up and they're in the Elite Eight. You, you just you never can make a firm prediction. That's why I'm ruling all that out. Nothing they do, nothing anybody does until the NCAA tournament is going to change my opinion of them. The good news out of Lawrence, though, KU has agreed to a new contract for football coach Lance Leipold that features a significant raise. He got paid. Average salary, more than $7 million a year. Put him in the top three average salary in the Big 12. Congratulations to Lance Leipold. So not all is bad news out of Lawrence. Before we get to did you see that, I need to remind you that ESPN Bet is now live in Kansas as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. New users sign up, get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. They got cross-sport parlays, teasers, in-game wagering, all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. All right, it's 1231. Went a little long there, but that's all right. When we come back, did you see that next on Wednesday? You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Attention lovebirds, it's Nathan from Brunel's Fine Jewelry and Design. Ready to surprise your wife with a stunning ring upgrade? For couples celebrating years of love and commitment, updating her ring can be a deeply meaningful way to commemorate your journey together. Our jewelers at Burnell's excel in transforming outdated into extraordinary. Whether upgrading the diamond or setting her cherished stone into a modern piece, we will ensure her ring shines as beautifully as the day she said I do. Visit us today on the northeast corner of Rock and Central or schedule an appointment online at Burnell's.com. It's a hot summer day and your old sprinkler in the backyard isn't cutting it for you and your kids anymore. Now picture this, a beautifully designed pool customized to fit your style and space right in your own backyard. One call to Super Pools and this dream can become a reality in no time. And good news, interest rates for pool financing is going down. So why wait? Call Super Pools today at 316 316- 
888-880-3900 or check out superpoolsusa.com for some of our outstanding work. Don't forget, we dig fun. Ad paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention Marines, military personnel, families, and contractors who were stationed at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune between August 1953 and December of 1987? You may be entitled to significant compensation. For nearly 34 years, those in the Marine Corps' base Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries, including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. North Carolina's procedural laws have prevented victims from getting the justice they deserve. But passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow you or a loved one to file lawsuits seeking compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. Call today for your free consultation. 800-593-6027. Let our experienced attorneys fight to get you the compensation you deserve. And you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Call 800-593-6027. That's 800-593-6027. Again, 800 800- 5936027 This segment is brought to you by KDOT. As your speedometer creeps up, so does your risk of crashing. Don't try to save time speeding. Save a heartbreak by driving safely and make it there in one piece. Hey ESPN Wichita fans, let's kick off the weekend in style at Twin Peaks West. Meet us out at Ridge and Taft starting at noon this Friday for some eats, drinks, and scenic views. We're back at the Lodge with the Shane Dennis Show and the Pulse with Pat Strothman rolling from noon to 4 this Friday. Twin Peaks West. Come enjoy scratch-made food, 29-degree drafts, and we got you covered with some swag to go along with the scenic views. Friday, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM, Twin Peaks West. Happy birthday, Jason Aldean. He's 47. She's country. Shane and Jack with you here for the next hour and a half or so. Pat and Pulse coming your way from 2 to 4. A reminder, some KCAC action tonight after hours. we got the Friends Coaches Show at 6. And Friends and Bethany coming your way. Women's basketball action at 7. Right now, we need to get to Did You See That? And this uh, this news came down, it was probably a week ago, right out a week ago. Uh, Quick Trip is now the official jersey patch partner of the Royals. Uh, they and the Royals announced last Wednesday, ahead of the Royals' Cactus League opener last Friday, uh, Jack was down there. Jack and Seren Petro were down there when this all went down. Uh, I think that was the day y'all came back here. But the Royals will wear the Quick Trip logo on all their uniforms in spring training and the regular season. It's a multi-year partnership. It's built around investing in the community with the focus on literacy needs in the Kansas City area. Uh, According to the MLB.com piece uh, that Annie Rogers wrote, Royals have been exploring uniform sponsorship opportunities since MLB and the Players Association allowed it at the beginning of last season. But the Royals have been waiting until now, uh, waiting on the, quote, right opportunity, unquote. And the Royals executive BP... Uh, Chief Commercial and Community Impact Officer Sarah Torville said, quote, from our perspective, these are really unique opportunities. Probably, it's probably the most important partnership because our players wear it and it's our most important brand asset. As they provided that opportunity to us, they were reversing it as a jersey patch. But to us, a jersey patch just didn't seem like it was enough. As we started thinking about an ideal scenario, it was about much greater than what revenue can you generate from it? But how do we find a partner with the same values and beliefs, acts, and the same heart and grit who shares that same integrity from generation to generation? Unquote. That partner apparently was Quick Trip. And what they aligned on was education. And according to the press release a week ago Wednesday, only 21% of the third graders in, Kansas, in the Kansas City Public School District and charter schools read at that grade level. Um, 
quick trip is obviously very visible. Uh, you've been to Kansas City. Uh, well, really visible in Wichita, too. But uh, literacy has been a key pillar for the Royals Foundation mission and has been a long-term priority for QT as well. Their community relations manager said in a statement, we told the Royals, we have billboards on every corner and every highway, so Kansas City already knows about QT. But what if we would work together and use our platforms to do something that helped people? We're excited to see the increased impact of this unique partnership unfold over the next several years. End of statement. And then there was a tweet um, with Vinny and Singer. And who else was in that tweet with the... I think was it was Reagan's. Reagan's? Yeah. yeah, Cole Reagan's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it said, the unique partnership with Quick Trip allows us to combine our off-field efforts with our on-field presence to help our community and increase literacy rates throughout the region. And... I, per, you know, the fact that the QT patch was still red, which, you know, it's all about quick trip. I'm glad they didn't change that necessarily because that would, you know, I don't know if compromise is the right work, word, but um, I thought it looked okay. I'll get Jack's thoughts in a second, but that partnership will incorporate the launch of Hit the Books, which is a program focused on improving literacy rates across the Kansas City community. Um so that's kind of it in a nutshell. And the big takeaway from this, for me, was that it wasn't just a money grab, as uh, was explained in the in the article. That it was it was more than that. And I'm sure that's where the conversation started. But the fact that the Royals and Quick Trip both wanted to bring awareness to. Um, childhood literacy and trying to come together for that common goal and it wasn't just like they slapped a convenience store logo because said convenience store would was going to pony up a bunch of money uh maybe that's being too corny or myopic or whatever but i like the thought behind it and i don't mind the qt patch jack it didn't take long for the Twitter sphere or X to pan this look, and I'm not sure why. What what were people expecting? What 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 made this so uh, much of a lightning rod that it did for a, about a day or so? Is it just people with a red ass on Twitter wanted to make fun of something? Because that's what I took away from that. I I think so. I think it was also a little bit of people are very sacred about their love of jerseys uh, they don't want their jerseys to be messed with a little bit think about how much time and effort we put into caring about uniform looks like it can ruin a game for some people if they have an ugly uniform on but this is a patch of something that's local to the area something that is undeniably loved by everybody like i've never yes. heard of one person that hates quick trip i quick trip is awesome <laughs> quick trip is the best <laughs> i go every single saturday morning and get myself some form of a drink if I'm feeling like a donut hole or something, maybe not. Maybe I grab a sandwich. Maybe I grab a couple bags of chips. Or something. the possibilities are endless. So to me, somebody asked me the other day that is an iced tea connoisseur. Like, oh, where's yeah. a great place to go get some great iced trip. tea in Wichita? And I said, Quick Trip. <laughs> it's great. QT, and yeah. Those massive cups. I mean, and it's so cheap. Like, there's a Quick Trip uh, a minute and a half away here from the station. So uh-huh. there's been some times I've picked up lunch from Quick Trip. Like. It is just like a Bucky's to me, and I love Bucky's uh, yeah. when going south. Um, but to me, this is maybe not the prettiest like looking patch because it's red and the Royals are blue. But it has grown on me a lot to to have an outrage over it, be like this is absolutely ridiculous, something the Royals would do, and it's stupid, and of course they would screw this up. Out- uh, outrage is probably too strong, but people <laughs> made fun of it. They and did. I'm like, come hey, on. Hey, they're uh, getting money from this, by the way. So if yeah. you're wondering where money comes from, well, sponsorship is a pretty big deal, and this is also the way Major League Baseball is trending. I, I think it's the the Giants or Oakland have like Chevy or something on their their jersey or sponsors like. It's going to look a little bit in the future like a uh, – maybe not as extreme as what the Nippon League you're, – you're very familiar with that uh-huh. and playing for yeah. Chibolota. I mean, yeah. goodness, some jerseys just have the sponsors on them. It's not even a, uh, the team name there. I don't think it'll go that well, mine far. Mine did. My, my Japanese jersey's got Lote on the side of it. That's Lote, a, there uh, you go. 
That was a yogurt soft drink. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of a big umbrella, but that's what Lote was, and it was right on our jersey. And that was my God, that was back in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, and and I think baseball, you know, branding's a big thing here, and I think there's a line between overdoing it and just putting a small patch on the sleeve, like it's what the Royals did, and honestly, with what it's looked like in spring training. I haven't had an issue with it. Like, I don't know if you've thought about this a little bit. Like, the Royals also have a big sponsor deal with Price Chopper. So there yeah. is some red on on Kauffman Stadium and in certain areas of the dugout. Like, there is red attached to the Royals, and that's what I'm a little bit associating it with. Like, I have seen red with the Royals uh-huh. before. Not on their exact logo, but, you know, I thought it looked the worst on, like, the blue uniform, and it really doesn't. Uh, it's become such like a, a thing I associate the uniform with now. To some people, it's going to be a big issue for them. Oh, that's so ugly. That looks terrible because I love the way the Royals uniform looked. It ain't that big of a deal. It makes the team money, and it's a great, great sponsor to pair with. It is an yeah. g- amazing sponsor to pair with. If this was some generic, huge brand that's global and it just stuck out like a sore thumb, I maybe would have a little bit more of an issue with it, but Quick Trip is awesome. Quick Trip is the best, and it's a great sponsor to have on your and, uniform. And you can't just make the QT blue just to make it no, it look ugly, look better yeah, on the worse. uniform because then it wouldn't pop like the red does. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, everybody, get over yourself. That Quick Trip patch is fine, totally fine. All right, there's a. Did you see that coming up next? We've got the Twitter question. We've got uh, some shocker talk to talk about at 1 o'clock. Once we get to the top of the hour, we are uh, today in the midst of, or will be in the midst of, three shocker sports going on in a matter of about four hours or so, starting with the baseball team against Oral Roberts. The women's basketball team are at home against SMU. That's the uh, play for K game. Uh, Shockos will be all decked out in pink in that game. And then the men's basketball at UAB. Uh, that's going on tonight at 7 o'clock, too. So all kinds of shocker talk to uh, catch you up to date with on uh, at 1 o'clock. Prior to that, or right around there, we'll give away some shocker baseball tickets for their home opener, uh, the weekend series against Utah Tech. So be listening for that when I prompt you to call. If you want to go to the Shocker Baseball this weekend, the weather ought to be A-OK by then after taking a, a, a brief dip overnight last night. We've got Drew Lynch tickets to give away in a little bit. We've got some Andy Reid audio and some Chiefs talk as Combine is upon us. And then we'll get Dom Old Jacks Young at the end of the show like we normally do uh, about an hour from right now. Uh, 1246, keep the text coming if you want, 316-247-0923. When we return, we'll take a look at the X slash Twitter question. And it has to do with what fan base is least likely to either storm the court after a home win or tear down the goalpost after a big home win. Uh, a couple of interesting selections for you on the Twitter, at ESPN Wichita, or X, whatever you favor. We'll talk about that when we return. It is 1246. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Hey, get ready for an adrenaline-packed weekend. It's the 62nd, uh, 67th, sorry, 67th annual NAIA Men's Wrestling National Championship, and it's coming to Hartman Arena. It's February 29th through March 2nd. You can witness the nation's top wrestlers in their battle for glory. Don't miss out on the action. Mark your calendars, February 29th through March 2nd. For more information and tickets, Go to HartmanArena.com. Join us at Hartman for the Wrestling Showdown of the Year. Proudly presented by Visit Wichita. Go to HartmanArena.com. 
Hello, this is Ben Farha with Farha Roofing. Our team of professionals would like to secure your home or business in 2024. If you have concerns regarding roofing, call Farha Roofing or visit farharoofing.com. Whether it's repair, service, or replacement, Farha Roofing is the team for you. Call Farha Roofing or visit us at farharoofing.com. Farha Roofing, we rise above the rest. Introducing Total by Verizon, a new prepaid wireless provider with no contract plans starting at just $30 a month. With Total by Verizon, you don't have to sacrifice reliability or freedom. Get Total by Verizon and save money every month on America's most reliable 5G network. Most reliable 5G based on most first place rankings and root metrics first half 2022 assessments of 125 metros. Experiences vary, not an endorsement. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a great deal on Pendleton 1.75 liters, just $39.99. And Stellar Artois 12-packs, only $13.99. Davis Liquor Outlet, each store independently owned and operated. Neighborhood locations with superstore pricing. Hey, baseball fans, a new season of Shocker Baseball is upon us, and new head coach Brian Green has his sights set on winning right away. Support Coach Green in his first season by purchasing season tickets and catch every game this spring at Historical X Stadium. It'll be the place to be with new additions to the outfield experience that are sure to turn Coleman Hill into a party. Grab your season tickets today by visiting GoShockers.com slash tickets or call 316-978-FANS. It's postseason time in the KCAC. 16 teams are trying to get to Hartman Arena in Park City, Kansas, home to KCAC Championship Monday. Join me, Pat Strothman, for our live play-by-play coverage of the KCAC postseason tournament. On Wednesday, it's the KCAC quarters on the women's side as friends welcomes Bethany. Our coverage begins at 7 o'clock on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Happy birthday, Pat Monahan. That's him right there. Train. He is 55 today. 1250, 12.50 here on a Wednesday. And coming up here in about two hours and nine minutes, it'll be happy hour at Twin Peaks. And I. Need to remind you, but you probably don't need reminding, but I will anyway. No one does happy hour like Twin Peaks, whatever your preference. We've got everything from tequila cocktails to an extensive bourbon category to top shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls. Local craft beers, handcrafted whiskey cocktails, round out adventurous drink menu, second to none. And don't forget about those 29 degree drafts. Speaking of Twin Peaks, we'll be at the West location on Friday. Ridge and Taft from noon to four. So come out and see us then. It'll be me from 12 to 2. And, of course, Pat and the Pulse from 2 to 4. Twin Peaks West, Ridge and Taft. Uh, also, you Eastsiders can check out uh, Happy Hour and whatnot at 21st and Rock. There's your east location in Wichita. We'll be out at the west location on Friday. All right. The Twitter question has to do with, kind of, storming the court. Because that was a thing, of course, in the Wake-Duke game. And the injury, however severe you think it was to Kyle Filipowski, is up for some debate. But that's not for us to discuss here. But the question on X slash Twitter is what's the team least likely to have fans storm the court or tear down the goalpost? And, you know, present company excluded, KU basketball was probably the first one that popped into my head. Uh, And then I don't think that I could have, and Jack can jump in here if I'm, erroneous on this i don't know if I, I could come up with three more worthy college basketball fan bases that wouldn't storm if they won a home game um duke pat and i were kind of talking about this yesterday 
Duke is the next one that you probably think of that would never storm. But a few years ago when Coach K was still there, I forget the exact year or the situation, but he uh, he was basically telling the students, don't, don't do it, because it looked like they were getting ready to after they were going to beat North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. But there aren't three other teams besides KU that would never storm at home, are there? Man, I, I would. I when's probably the last time say, KU stormed? Let me ask you that. Uh, there was one time that it wasn't even a court storm. It was like twenty fans, twenty students that somehow got on the court. It was after they beat Texas um, the year before Durant got there. I think it was weird, or maybe it was even earlier than that. I can't tell you a time that KU did score, storm the court. Um, yeah, I don't think one comes to mind there unless yeah. it was like celebrating, you know, championship back in the the 50s where they all rushed the floor there. I can't tell you one, but at the same time, I can't tell you a time Alabama did either. Like there will never yeah. be a court storm at Allen Fieldhouse. There will never be a field storm at Bryant-Denny yep. Stadium. Yeah. So it's yep. a great question. Um but for the basketball, yeah, I'd say maybe Kentucky and Rupp Arena. Uh, would be the next closest as one. Yeah, yeah Duke with Cameron Indoor. I don't see it ever happening there. Mm. Is it is it difficult for the students to get on the court if they wanted to in Lawrence to storm? Yes, like, they'd have physically... to go down. <laughs> they'd have to. We'll see. Actually, in, in a serious matter here, where the students are placed behind the goal, there's actually a like a handicap section right uh-huh. below the student section, so that would be putting people in danger if students were to rush onto the floor. It's not as easy, though, as like rushing from the sides. Um, yeah. You'd have to do a lot of hurdling, I think. And yeah. like the, For the staircase, there is two staircases on both sides of the student section. You'd have to single file, basically, and that's where it becomes dangerous. There's also a lot of cameras and wires. Not saying there aren't that uh, places that do storm the court, but it would be a lot to storm the court. It, it'd take a lot of different maneuvering and squeezing through and putting people in danger, which is more, I think, than just KU status of being ranked and always winning it out and feels whether it won't be a court storm. I think it also puts a lot of people in danger in those sections yeah. and those areas, which is why I think they should and never will do it. So the, the other one was, and Chance, uh, I'm sorry, Jack said it, and Chance just sent us a text regarding this. Uh, which what's the team least likely to have the fans storm the court or tear, tear down the goalpost? The football option was Alabama football. So which is least likely? KU basketball storm the f- court or Alabama football tear down a goalpost? Chance just sent us something that he did a Google search, I guess, of has mm-hmm. Alabama fans ever stormed the field? And the answer is no. They've never rushed the field. And then in this little article, it says, and barring some ridiculous period of irrelevance, <laughs> probably <laughs> never will. So uh, then KU has to be the most likely because even though it wasn't a technical court storm, they did have some students get onto the floor. And if Alabama never has had that, where they rushed onto the field, not being a streaker, of course, then it has to be KU that would be most likely to storm the court than Alabama. Well, and it's close. Yeah. The voting is close. Yeah. Uh, 54.2% say Kansas basketball is the least likely to have fans storm the court, and 45.8% say it's Alabama football. They're least likely to tear down a goalpost. So that was the aim, of course, to try to get, you know, 50-50 when it comes to it's got to be a tough question, and that was as tough as I could think of or make it. And uh, apparently you all agree because it's close. 54% say Kansas basketball is least likely to storm the court. The other 46% of you say it's Alabama football not going to tear down a goalpost. All right, there you go. There's your Twitter. Uh, Before we go to our number two, the Shocker baseball team this weekend will entertain Utah Tech. They've got a three-game series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday afternoons. The Friday game is at 3, Saturday game's at noon. That's another uh, bunch of Shocker sports being played at the same time. And then Sunday at 1 uh, against Utah Tech, that uh, return to Wichita from Wichita State's visit to St. George last year. But 
I have four tickets for you if you want to go. Be caller number three to Jack right now at 316-669-4996 and pick your day. Tell Jack which day you want to go, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So you get four tickets and you get your pick of which day you want to go. 316-669-4996. Call Jack right now. Good luck. Hour two, straight ahead. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. I'm talking baseball. It's baseball 